Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. From the Book of Lamentations. My soul is deprived of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. I tell myself, my future is lost, all that I hoped for from the Lord. The thought of my homeless poverty is wormwood and gall. Remembering it over and over leaves my soul downcast within me. But this I will call to mind as my reason to have hope. The favors of the Lord are not exhausted. His mercies are not spent. They are renewed each morning. So great is His faithfulness. My portion is the Lord, says my soul. Therefore will I hope in Him. Good is the Lord to one who waits for Him, to the soul that seeks Him. It is good to hope in silence for the saving help of the Lord. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures he gives me repose. Beside restful waters he leads me, he refreshes my soul. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil. For you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. 
the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It is so meaningful that you are joining in this Mass on this National Day of Remembrance, the 10th one, where we remember the babies, countless babies. We know that since Roe v. Wade there have been 65 and a half million of them who have been killed by abortion, legal, quote-unquote, legal abortion, just in the United States alone, many, many more throughout the world. Well, these babies don't just disappear. There is a deep wound left in everyone who was in any way involved. The mom, the dad, the grandparents, the siblings, the friends, the abortionists and their staff, the pro-life people who try to save these babies. There are wounds all the way around. Deep wounds. Lifelong wounds. We must mourn. We must grieve. We have all lost someone from every abortion. That's what this day of remembrance brings to mind. This day of remembrance brings to mind, furthermore, that abortion is not an abstraction. There was a body that was growing and then that was torn to shreds and thrown in the garbage. We go to the grave sites of some of the aborted babies, those that were, whose bodies were found, recovered in various ways, and I'll tell you a couple of those stories, and, and buried reverently and honorably, we go because we want to connect with their humanity because they realize that we realize that they're real people. They're real people. These babies, every baby in the womb, a real person. Just like those that are lost naturally by miscarriage, for example and stillbirth. Well, we mourn and we grieve when a baby is lost in that particular way because we know that's a real child. And so likewise, the babies killed by abortion, we mourn and we emphasize this today. It's a national day of remembrance because we who understand that we mourn the death of human beings who die at any and every stage of life and by numerous different circumstances, this is the group that is most forgotten. It's remembrance. It's a day of remembrance. Because of all the victims of all the different causes of death who are forgotten, there is none more forgotten than the victims of abortion, because this is a group of people that too many people in our society want to pretend don't exist in the first place. They want to pretend they're not persons. They want to pretend they're not real. They want to pretend they have no value. They want to pretend they have no rights. But that's a pretense. These children are real. And so on this National Day of Remembrance, we remember and honor the bodies of these babies. And this is a day also when we remember, as the first reading told us from the book of Lamentations, that hope is not lost. 
in the hearts of those who grieve. And who are those who grieve? Well, there are so many, and we prayed for them in the opening prayer. There are so many who regret their abortion. I'm the pastoral director of the world's largest ministry for healing after abortion and also of the largest mobilization of those who've had abortions and want to share their story. That's called the Silent No More campaign. And the healing program is called Rachel's Vineyard. Many of you are very, very familiar with these. Well, brothers and sisters, we know that grief because these moms come to us. And we help them and they help each other. These moms, and not just the moms, but the dads, are in pain. They have lost a child. And a lot of it has been through their own guilt, although they are not the only ones guilty. There's the abortionist, and there are the friends who either fail to help or perhaps push them towards the abortion, and sometimes their parents push them to that abortion. So plenty of guilt to go around. But today is a day when we mourn and when we say to those people who are mourning, there is hope for you. As the reading said so beautifully, the favors of the Lord are not exhausted. In other words, one of the feelings of those that, who have had abortions is my life is over. My baby's life is ended, so my life is over too. Well, your life is deeply wounded and your life is forever changed. Yes, but it's not over. God still has a plan for you. God still has a hope for you. God still has a future for you. Even the reading says this. It says, My portion is the Lord, therefore I will hope in Him. There's a future. So, brothers and sisters, this day of remembrance. You know, when I became director of Priests for Life back in 1993 and started traveling the country full-time on this pro-life mission, I began encountering situations where people were asking me to bury aborted babies. Now, how did they come in possession of the aborted babies? The stories are numerous and some of them quite amazing. Sometimes these babies were brought to me through pathologists because the abortion facilities, some of them, send the bodies over to the pathology lab to be checked out and then discarded. Well, some of these pathologists have enough of a conscience that they can't take, especially a fully formed, uh, intact body. It, obviously, it's a human baby. And some of them have enough of a conscience to say, I can't throw this baby in the, in the medical waste. I'm going to seek out uh, a member of the clergy who can bury the, this baby. So I have been approached by people for those circumstances. That's one of the ways that we've gotten these, these bodies. Another way is that pro-life people have gone into the dumpsters near abortion clinics and retrieved the bodies because we know full well that many of these abortion facilities just throw them in the dumpster. If you have an abortion facility in your community and you see a big dumpster next to that building, there may be babies right inside that garbage dumpster. And so we've had pro-life leaders go and get them so that we can honor the bodies that the abortionists dishonored. The bodies that they tried to hide from the public, we show the public to awaken the conscience of America that these are babies. And so recently, also some friends and colleagues of mine, and I've done the same thing myself, have asked the driver of the medical waste truck that pulls up to the abortion facility if we could 
bury those babies. And in this case, recently in Washington, D.C., the driver gave them one of the boxes. And we've shown you the pictures of these babies. We have a website, lookatabortion.org. Sometimes the burials have occurred because that is what happened. And a third set of circumstances. So you've got pathologists or medical people bringing us the bodies, or sometimes funeral uh, directors. Second set of circumstances, uh, getting them directly from the abortion industry. And the third set of circumstances, babies that people just found by chance, believe it or not. There was in the early 1980s a group of workers in uh, Los Angeles who came across a gigantic container like a box body truck filled with the bodies of aborted babies. 16,500 bodies were in this gigantic container. They are buried now at the Odd Fellows Cemetery in Los Angeles. I've blessed that grave. At other times, babies literally have been discovered by children playing on a hillside. Playing on, a, on an open hillside and they discover bodies. Of, the bodies are everywhere. We're talking about thousands a day that are being killed and we're talking about a very unscrupulous abortion industry. Listen, if you don't care about pulling a body apart of a, of a living human baby, you don't care about laws regarding the disposal of that body. So they're everywhere. And sometimes people have come across them by chance. And so we have stepped up to the plate to honor these bodies, to honor them that the abortion industry dishonored and to give them a reverent burial instead of throwing them in the trash. And that's why I founded this day today my friends and colleagues Monica Miller and Eric Scheidler. We worked together to get this off the ground 11 years ago. Brothers and sisters, on this day by inviting people to go to these grave sites. We are giving a chance for mourning, giving a chance for connecting with the humanity of these children, giving a chance for healing on the part of those who have been involved in abortion, and we are awakening the conscience of the community that this killing has got to stop. The favors of the Lord are not exhausted. Not only because healing comes about for those who have been involved in abortion, but also because change comes about. When we talk about the hope, it says here, it is good to hope in silence for the saving help of the Lord. Yes, the Lord has to help us to move forward with peace in our own lives, but He's also got to help us to change our society that we no longer permit the killing of these babies. And of course, as you know, we've made great progress on that front with Roe v. Wade being pushed out of the way by the courts, now we have more freedom as a people to pass laws to protect these children. Blessed are they who mourn. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for the day when the right to life of these children is recognized and protected just like yours and mine are. Blessed are they also who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Ah, doesn't that apply to the opponents of abortion? 
to the opponents of abortion. Nobody more persecuted than the opponents of abortion. Well, that's not going to silence us. That's not going to intimidate us. And you know as well as I do that persecution comes not just from the state but also from the church. Persecution! Sorry, I say to our enemies, you do and say whatever in the world you want. If you think for one split second that that is going to stop us from saying one single word less than we would have said before, if you think it's going to stop us from saying one word that we would have said if you were cheering us on instead of persecuting us, boy, have you got to think twice. No, brothers and sisters, we move forward absolutely undeterred, absolutely fearless, absolutely determined to do what these Beatitudes say. Rejoice and be glad when they utter every kind of evil against you and persecute you and hate you and insult you. Rejoice and be glad. Because you've got a reward. You've got a reward in heaven. And you've got a reward now, too, of the peace of mind and heart, the peace of soul that comes to those who know. Again, as the Book of Lamentations says, that the Lord is good to the one who waits for Him, to the soul that seeks Him. It is good to hope in silence the saving help of the Lord. May the Lord bless those who stand in silence today at these gravestones, at these burial sites, at the memorial stones, even places where the babies themselves are not buried, but a memorial stone is there for the unborn. Bless these people, Lord, who gather today. Bless all of us who remember these babies, their moms, their families and who are committed to see all the living babies in the womb protected. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus, for your victory over death. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.